You are now listening to The Black Spark, a podcast about actively balancing healthy relationships, mindful parenting, and mental and physical wellness in this crazy world. I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. And that's our job, is to spark somebody else watching us. Welcome to The Black Spark. Welcome to The Black Spark. I am your host, Nia. And Adai. And this is Quarantine... Episode... Four or five? <laughs> <laughs> Something. Yeah, quarantine day 50 for me and the kids. 43 for me. Captain's log. Captain's log. <laughs> <laughs> How was your week? My week's been good. I'm glad we got a little more food in the house. Uh, it was getting bare. And yeah, these children are starting to unravel even more. Because they, they're starting to, like, really express themselves in terms of not liking being in the house. TJ's like, this is boring. When she said, I don't like being healthy like this. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I don't want to stay healthy like this. Yeah. Being in the house. Yeah, it's not cool. <laughs> and when we do go outside, they get stuck in the car because one of us goes into the grocery store. And they have to sit in the car for, like, two, three hours. While well, we I'm just, I mean, it's a little bit of sunshine and fresh air. Like, I mean... It's better than keeping them in the house all week. Yeah. So, so yeah. I right, man. How was your week, babe? <sighs> no, I'm just kidding. My week has uh-huh. been... <laughs> My week has been pretty good. I was a little overwhelmed in the beginning of the week, again, from... Of course, living life. Yeah, family and friends and craziness in New York. But mm. we got all of our plant tables in and the die put them together and we got curtains mm-hmm. and it's looking really nice over there so i'm looking forward to maybe shooting an Some episode episodes so over there. on the other side of this um multi-purpose room we have going on here. yeah the open <laughs> floor plan living dining kitchen study situation uh-huh. we got uh-huh. yep. i've been eating well mm-hmm. when you do eat when I do eat, which is also a good thing because fasting is the one thing that's been proven to make you live longer. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I've been eating well. The, the question that I have about eating well is how come when you start eating well, you got the shits? Because you're, tox- you're detoxing. No, I All mean. All that shit is going out. Your body's like, oh, we're not holding on to this no more. It's Time a, to switch modes. It's a lot of poop. Yeah? <laughs> it's just, it's way too much poop. Okay, sorry. You want to talk about oh, too much shit under it? That's what you want to talk about? <laughs> That's what you want to do? It's really exhausting. I'm tired of going to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when did, when did this start? Because I only noticed it today. Yeah, it could have just been what I ate today. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Just today. And you complaining about eating well. I'm not used to all this poop. Shit. <laughs> Just shitting more often. You're supposed to shit often. I understand. It's exhausting. I don't want to spend my life... I'm not done. I don't want to spend my life in the bathroom. <laughs> Okay, it's This exhausting. is really discouraging me from this eating well. Wow. If I just go back to eating oxtails, Yo. I won't be shitting like this. Okay, that's a hell of a check-in. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been using this quarantine to, like I said, 
get my earthy things going on in the house so that it feels nice and cozy and comfortable. I've been eating well, which is doing good for my body, even though it doesn't necessarily feel that way at the at this very moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, one of my friends and I were talking about getting back to our roots because of this situation. We were talking about how we need to get back to farming and growing our own things. And we have a garden and people steal our shit, but... We have a garden. <laughs> the little bit we, that pops up. <laughs> the little stuff that we have that pops mm-hmm. up. Anyway, we have a garden and we've been getting back downstairs and learning how to grow where we got tomatoes, strawberries tomatoes, that they yeah. keep stealing. It takes a long time to grow a nice juicy strawberry. And I don't yeah, know yeah, if yeah. the kids, well, the people, or squirrels. I don't know. It's all of that. I mean, it's outside. <laughs> if you was a squirrel or whatever who eats the damn strawberries, if you saw it, then you need it too. Yeah. Right. Anyway, I was saying, we were mm-hmm. talking about farming and learning how to work the soil and work the ground she was telling me about how you know we a lot of people are afraid to go to the hospital because you know they don't want to get infected they don't want anything. catch it. and she was like well what if one of my kids broke a bone i don't know how to reset a bone right now you know it's things mm-hmm. like that that we've kind of lost we just ain't had to know yeah we didn't have to know when you have a specialist that does that and you could just go to them then you don't need to know but now it's like maybe i should know some of those Yes. Maybe those things are, again, becoming just basic shit that you should know. <laughs> yes, we've given away a lot of our power. Yeah, but even, like, when we go out, we come back in, and we do, like, our... Decontamination? You no, know, we do our oil of oregano. Oh, yeah, yeah, So we yeah, can yeah. kill whatever is actually living and growing in our throats and nose and mm-hmm, stuff like mm-hmm. that. But just getting back into um, oils and... Like having your own little apothecary in your kitchen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some lavender, some rosemary, some eucalyptus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And make all the a, green shit. Make a poultice, you know, oh, that kind that of is. stuff. It's like when you get, uh, like if you get an infection, not an infection, if you get like a spider bite or um, something venomous, whatever, you can create like a poultice and it will help to draw Reach out. It out. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't know how to do none of that. I've seen it we'll done on it TV. <laughs> We're learning about it before. <laughs> but we were talking about how a lot of that has been like we've forgotten a lot of it not just because people were doing it for us but because it's like for black people it's been like a shame it's like why do you need your root medicine when we got real medicine mm-hmm, quote mm-hmm. unquote <laughs> mm-hmm. and now is the time for us to break out of that because you know now you need that root medicine yeah because you're going to get further infected going to the other stuff right so now <laughs> and it just treats the symptoms and it kills things and we're trying to be in symbiosis and all that jazz so, right yeah. but you know all this stuff was looked down upon my grandmother used to always say if i had a cough she was like get you go in there and get you a piece of onion cut off a piece of onion and mm-hmm. just chew on it mm-hmm. and my mother would make such fun of her but onion does <laughs> break up mucus mm-hmm. <laughs> like if sure i'm does. actually coughing Onion breaks up mucus. I mean, she could have said, you know, suck on a lemon. I mean, that tastes better. Yeah, well, that's true. But onion tastes good. It's sweet. No, I like it. Kind of likes it, too. No, no. You really eating strips of it? Well, these onions weren't that good. Oh, okay. It wasn't like a red onion you put in your salad. She was just like, cut off a piece of onion. Oh, she just... had boo-boo onions? Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> Make you some clover tea. She always called it clover tea. Clover tea? It's just cloves. Oh, just the, just the dry cloves. But oh, that's she always... so good. Clover Make tea. you some clover tea and eat you a piece of onion and 
And you're good to go. And you're good to go. And you were. Yeah. I mean, those are, those are the few Super things simple. that she had that was that was right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, you know, if you're not feeling good, sit you in an Epsom salt bath. Yeah. And you have to sit you in it. You can't just, <laughs> you can't just sit in it. You got to sit you in the Epsom salt bath. <laughs> oh, man. I love these phrases. <laughs> Or oh, get or get you some um what's that alcohol like the wintergreen alcohol? I don't remember. You know the when you go to the store and you yeah. see some of the alcohol is green. Mm-hmm. I think it's like winter. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember the name, the proper name. Just put the alcohol in the tub and you know help you bring down a fever. It, it works. It does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's probably not the best thing for your hula yeah. and such, but oh man, <laughs> for external use only. But the Epsom salt she had. But anyway, it's those kind of things where we just kind of put it to the side and kind of out of shame, really, initially, out of shame, saying that, you know, this is, this is our, you know, our culture from another land and, you know, we're trying to assimilate to this place. And now is the time to look back and say, okay, get me my roots, mm-hmm. get me my potions, get me my stones and my plants and my herbs and all that stuff. And that's what we've been doing to help kind of... Keep us sane yep. now. Yep. Sane, you said? Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Okay. Keep yeah, us safer? healthy. Yep. Yeah, healthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sanity is something I don't know how people claim to have a grip on right now. Yeah. With all of the transformation that's going on inside and outside. Yeah, it's true. I don't know why anybody... Or I don't know why everyone would be sane. It doesn't make any sense. It's, just, it's an intense um, time. Yeah, I saw something on Instagram that was talking about... You didn't ask for this. <laughs> like all these people talking about how, oh, this is the this is the peaceful, quiet time. You didn't ask for this. They're like, no, this is a motherfucking traumatic fucking tragedy that's happening right now. A bunch of people is dying, and you didn't ask to have to be forced to work from home and and homeschool children and worry about your family and like this is not the quiet peaceful time that you asked for now of course that's the other side of the coin yes you can look at it as the quiet time that you asked for and you can live in the positive side of the thing but there's a lot of people that's going to come out of this with a bunch of ptsd that's real damn (laughs) because this is that this was a thrown at you yeah it's an artificial chrysalis yeah, so thrown at you crazy situation that your body and your mind are still trying to get some understanding of and some balance in. So it's yeah, jarring. It's very at the jarring. least. Yeah, and you could, you know, once you are once you've been jarred, <laughs> you can then take a breath mm-hmm. and realign yourself, and mm-hmm. that's all we're suggesting and hoping that. Yeah, because it's interesting. I reflect on the previous recordings and I'm like, I sound a little idealistic. I sound certain kind of ways, but I'm also like, yo, this is my position. This is where I am. I know that shit is real. And this is the opportunity for me to do what I can do. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, I, can you just imagine what people are going through in, in New York and where the rest of our family is? Um, in the more densely populated places. So, yeah, it could be much worse for us. And for I sure. know that for other people it is. And um, as Sadhguru would say, like, if you if you hungry, like, I'm not going to tell you to sit down and meditate and you're going to get all your sustenance from the spirit immediately. He's like, yo, you need to find some damn food. <laughs> so we're not naive to the situation. Just speaking from our own perspective. Yeah. And some people will be able to use this time Mm -hmm. for growth Mm -hmm. and reflection and the peace that they may or may not have asked for. Mm -hmm. And And other people, people, you know, may or may not. But also, like, 
as you're jarred into this situation, as you're slowly stripped away from your stripped, as your privileges are slowly stripped away, you begin to realize what you do have with you. I'm doing a health coaching certification. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that I was listening to last week was talking about how negative experiences tend to be like Velcro and they stick to you. Whereas positive experiences tend to slide off. They just kind of slide off of you and it takes practice and deliberate intention for you to make those positive experiences stick to you, like cultivate having remembered all of the positive things as opposed to just slipping into easily remembering and holding on to the negative things. Because the negative things are there. You're always gonna remember how something, how horrible something felt or how horrible something was that you went through because it's just like imprinted on you. I was literally about to say that. It literally leaves an imprint on your body. Our bodies hold on to trauma. They hold on to positive experiences too, but because of the immediate, the the sudden onset of Mm -hmm. the state change, Mm -hmm. it's an immediate absorption of overwhelming energy, Mm -hmm. um, both external and internal. Yeah, like I remember having fun at, my wedding but i don't remember that as vividly as i remember some of the negative things that happened in my life Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so and it's i feel that's just a human thing and it takes practice to constantly remember to flip it so remember to think about the positive aspects of things even in the worst situation flip it as best you can and think about the positive aspect of it but anyway Wow, that was long. That was a long ass check in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's cool though. That's literally where we are. So y'all with us and we in it, and that's the way it is. All right, let's talk about them damn kids. Let's talk about them damn kids. <laughs> mm, them damn kids. Here we go. So. My son and I were reading a book in Spanish. It was talking about choosing your friends wisely. And it was pretty much just about different animals and their relationships to one another. And in maybe about two or three pages in, Kyrie goes, all of these animals are in a symbiotic relationship. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh yeah? He's like, Yeah, just like the rhino and the bird that eats the flies and bugs out of their ears. Hmm. You know, the rhino gets clean and the bird gets fed. That's a symbiotic relationship because they both get something out of it. Nice. And I'm like, thank you, Wildcrats. Yeah. Like, shout out to Wildcrats for raising my son. (laughs) (laughs) He knows all kinds of things. He is just. It's amazing the the things that he retains. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, the- did you know that an electric eel has stripes at the front and spots all down his back? <laughs> no, son, I didn't know that. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> and there's a difference between African elephants and Asian elephants. The African elephants blah, 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 they have blah, hair, and, and then- you know the Asian elephants they have bumpy heads. <laughs> okay, son. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> and the Asian elephant has smaller ears, and the African elephant has bigger, bigger ears. ears. All right, son. I did not know this. Please continue. 
I'm actually enjoying this. Yeah, he he gets really into it and he retains all of the information. He says he wants to be a zoologist mm-hmm. when he gets older. The flip side of that, though, is that he runs around the house doing random, stupid, jerky flip movements. Sides. For a while, he was walking around with his hands. The mantis! Up, like, <laughs> up by his shin and just like grabbing stuff like this. Bro, stop doing that. You look like a mantis. Listen, You're not a mantis, no, man. I didn't think he looked like a mantis. I was really concerned about <laughs> his, his, I was like, is his arm working properly? Is his, like, why is he holding his body this way? <laughs> it was really concerning for me. Yes. And then you have to realize, oh no, you just have a boy. And they just. He's he, embodying his learning. He, he, yes, he does. He'll mm-hmm. run out and he'll be a different animal. And I'm like, is your leg okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he's like, no. I'm a goblin shark. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like trying okay. to grab some food or something. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> so that's my son with the symbiotic relationship. I don't know what to say <laughs> about these kids. There's been so much. There's been so much. I will say, so normally them damn kids is us talking shit about these crazy people. But I do want to say um, the eldest, she's been a lot more affectionate and a lot more articulate about the need for love. Which is amazing and sad. Mm-hmm. Very sad because she doesn't want to be in a house like this. She understands. She t- definitely intellectually gets it, but emotionally and physically, she's a runner. She's an athlete. She needs to be out. She likes to be out. Um, and so she's having to figure out new ways of having fun. Like she's she's all legoed out. The squishy land only has but so many times you can build it. And so now she's like, yo, Poppy, can we play? Why don't you play with us anymore? Mm-hmm. It's pretty sad. And so we got a new bonding experience in Uno and a little bit of yeah, operation. Yeah, she always wants to play Uno this she morning. She said- <laughs> I started it because she asked. Yeah, and she said, you're going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes. Come on, do something. She did win twice, too. She did. So I had this thing now. Every time we're done playing, I'm like, maybe you'll win next time. <laughs> and she's like, Hey! <laughs> I'm like, I'm just saying, you know, it's not fair to you that I keep winning. She's won, like, five out of seven games we played. I'm like, yo, okay. I can't stand you. You suck. Well, <laughs> I was going to say you suck at this. It's not that. It's that we've taught her the right way to play Uno, not the black way to play Uno. <laughs> Ain't no stacks. Yo, every There's time no I got to put stacks. down a six and another six and another six. I'm it like, yo, let me get off. these stacks, There's yo. no stacks. There's no number stacks, color stacks, stacks Nothing. on stacks, none of that. Nothing. It's just. It's just regular Uno. It's just an assault to my high school self. Yeah. It's fun. I appreciate her. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm done. So you going to ask me questions again? That's what we're doing again? It's time for Ask Adai, where we read and answer a question from you, our listener family. Send your questions to itstheblackspark at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at theblacksparkpodcast. <laughs> yes, this is the Ask a Die segment. Oh, so, Ask yes. a Die, that's oh, right. Asking a Die. People always asking stuff. So I saw something on Instagram. There's, I, I apologize, I forget the name of the podcast, but it's two guys, and they were talking about how monogamy takes practice, particularly for men. It was talking about how when people are dating, that a lot of times people are not practicing being in long-term committed relationships. They're just out to, to have fun. And particularly on the men's side about how many times that just having fun is hurtful to the women that they're dating because the 
many times the women that they're dating are wanting to be in or thinking that this is going to lead to something something more mm-hmm. and the men are like i'm just having fun and mm-hmm. they might not necessarily always let the woman know but that's another issue yeah. <laughs> where he's pretty much saying that if you're a man and you want to be in you want to be a committed husband and father in a long-term monogamous relationship that it doesn't you don't just automatically know how to do that after you say I do no. that you have to practice at it practice. so I was just I was gonna ask like do you think that's true and how would one go about practicing monogamy uh, <laughs> I f- so I feel like the term itself inherently requires practice because it's an everyday thing it's an every moment thing it's uh, every new experience is every risk risky situation experience kind of thing. So inherently it requires practice. Monogamy, the op- the opposite of um, dating other people. Yeah, I didn't so understand the risky part. Every time you're in a situation where somebody else wants to get with you, you can tell and you want to get with them, you got to remind yourself, oh, I'm practicing monogamy. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> it's called a practice. <laughs> We're talking about practice. Okay. <laughs> that's why Buddhism and meditation is called a practice. Why, that's why I chiropractic see. is called a practice. You I keep it. doing it. Yeah, so it's an everyday choice that one needs to make. It's an ongoing effort. As soon as you break it, you're not practicing monogamy. <laughs> so you gotta, you gotta get back into it. You gotta be like, okay, I'm practicing again. Please, please, I'm practicing again. <laughs> <laughs> At which point in a dating relationship do you or mm. you know what I mean? Do when you decide, decide we're not dating? We're not multiple dating. We're not we're dating not. around. I'm actually I'm actually practicing monogamy with this person. Mm-hmm. I mean, when y'all decide that, yeah. When y'all decide that, when 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 y'all are each whatever degree motivated to be like, yo, I think I like this, and I don't want to be doing it with other people right now. I feel like this might work. So then you choose to practice monogamy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was talking. He, they also, you know, touched on the fact that we've touched on multiple times about living in this culture where you can just pick up your phone and pretty much order everything that you want. Including people. Including people. Yeah. And how he was talking about how the world previous to this one was much more conducive to men's, quote unquote, men's adventurous nature, quote unquote. Mm. And now that you can order anything that you want off of your phone that it's no longer a world that's that's conducive to men's adventurous side and so a lot of times he this guy is saying a lot of times men use dating around multiple women and ghosting and all that other stuff is that just men's men being adventurous in a world where they no longer have that i'm trying to figure out when men lost the uh, the the space for adventure I don't understand that premise. Yeah, I think I think mainly what he's saying is, you know, if you think that you want to be a married man with one wife and children and go to church and have a job and have a house and like you have to practice at those things. You don't they all they don't just all happen like that. As soon as you say I do, you don't Mm. just become faithful church going husband father. Yeah, um, I hear what he's saying that you that you'd be better prepared to do it if you practiced it before you took on the journey. At the same time, once you take on that journey, you close the door on not practicing it. Yeah, but then once you make that choice, 
Because another part of that podcast was saying about how when you have never practiced being monogamous and you're so used to not just tender and all that kind of stuff, swiping whatever way or whatever, but you're also used to the ubiquity of porn Mm -hmm. that when you do become monogamous and that one woman is unavailable to you, your Mm go-to is what you've always been going to. Mm -hmm. So you never Mm -hmm. had to go without. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when you're monogamous and another person has their own life, (laughs) they're not always going to be dedicated to you. You can't just, if I say, I don't really have time to talk right now, you can't just call Monique (laughs) and be like, hey, I needed to talk about this. I needed to vent. Go talk about her. (laughs) Idiot. (laughs) (laughs) You can't just call, you know, I don't know. Lakeisha. (laughs) (laughs) You can't just call Lakeisha and be like, hey. (laughs) Why are you you dropping names? Because I like dropping names. You're so foolish. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if if I don't want to have sex one day, you can't just be like. Nah, give it to me. (sighs) You can't just go to the next person in your phone. Right. I know what you mean, honey. Right. So that's what they were saying. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Saying that not just practicing monogamy but practicing monogamy means you don't have anybody else to go to when your urges hit mm-hmm. that's the whole point yeah so, that's like, it's it's practicing discipline it's practicing mm-hmm. responsibility mm-hmm. there's so many varying degrees of responsibility that we take on in every dimension of our lives so yes i would expect the same principles to apply here yeah and i think that another what they were what? trying to say was that you can feel like you're dating 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 and then one day you get tired and say i want to settle down but you've never practiced you don't know how to you don't settle know down. what you're you doing mind you don't know what you're yeah, doing yeah and then you cut shit short because you have you can't have it your way and you so you just yeah. it your way but yes, in closing, it is a practice. Just like you want to practice living in the house, you practice paying the rent every month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely a practice. Welcome to the Black Spark Speak. Oh, shit. That's simple science. Knowledge. Life hacks and shit. So your intro was spot on. I was kind of joking with you. But um, the Black Spark wants to speak about losing his shit. So, last week I was losing my shit. And this week, I lost my shit. I lost so much shit. And I'm so grateful. What's your shit? Wait, we talking about shit? What baggage are you carrying? We talking about shit again? (laughs) (laughs) I I took us on our word. And I started injecting other things. Right? And so, we on day six. We on day... We about to finish yoga. We're about day to finish seven. No, day seven mm-hmm. of yoga. And so we have been injecting yoga. We have been injecting um, compassion. We have been injecting. Took a day off on Friday because I was losing my shit. <laughs> <laughs> and we spent it at Trader Joe's. And we spent Hey, look. Okay. All right. One thing at a time. Healing comes in waves. Yes, it does. Right? And so... As we practice yoga on a nightly basis, um, and I listen to more of my podcasts. The other day, other day I was washing dishes, dishes, and I could have been listening to music, but I was like, yo, let's just put it on another podcast. Listening to Savon Bomar talking about how we are eternal beings. We are infinite, immortal beings, and we, are, we have yet to scratch the surface. Many people know this, but the masses do not. Um, all of these injections of practices in the home have helped me dream better this week. Oh, you were me. dreaming? 
Oh yeah, I was dreaming. <laughs> so leave me alone. Let me kids, he wake me up, man. I should have talked about that. Yeah, those kids, man. They don't care. They just bust up. Yo, how you room. just I opened my eyes and I heard Poppy from my dreams. I opened them and you in my face. Dude was in my face this morning. <laughs> Can you take apart this Lego for me? I'm like, yo, I'm sleeping. Six thirty in the morning. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Oh, man. So I found that injection of these practices, many others as well, um, has allowed me to find a better balance. And the desire, the strong, deep-seated desire for balance and tranquility forced me to take a day off on Friday. Even if it was just going to Trader Joe's and just hanging out with the family. Nia looked at me funny. She was like, I said I was taking the day off. And she's like, for what? Like, the look in your face was like, you you still don't work. And I was like, yo, I like spending time with my family. I like being at home with y'all. Did you still work, though? No. Oh, okay. No, I didn't work until... (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yes, you did. (laughs) I did. I worked for five minutes. But anyway, I sought balance and have found it. And that's part of why I mentioned earlier, bodies hold on to trauma. And so being at home alone or, you know, confined to these spaces... All over the world, people are talking about having more lucid dreams. People are talking about having more vivid dreams. People are talking about reconnecting with old friends. People are talking about having feelings that they haven't had in a long time. And I promise you, every night we do yoga, I have a different memory of something that I have forgotten. So while I'm stretching it, I'm finding, literally, I'm breathing into the pain. And I'm finding recessed memories that have been lodged in my body. And so, like, it's In your hamstrings? Yeah, all over the place. <laughs> I have tension. We sit at our desk so long. Yeah. Yes. I have found I have found memories that I didn't forget, but were not always there all the time. Right? And so it's been fun. Uh, and I just breathe into it and let it go. And that is what I wanted to say. I was losing my shit. And there was a reason why I needed to lose my shit, because it was coming up. And so, all going down. However, you want to phrase it. <laughs> but I've been shifting my life. When you find your baggage, let it go. I find myself taking myself too, too damn seriously sometimes. And I take myself not seriously enough in other times. And that constant swinging from one side of the pendulum to another is not healthy for a being. You want to take yourself the medium amount of seriousness. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, take the red and the blue pill. Balance is key. So like in closing, I just want to say, lose your shit. Let your baggage go. Let yourself emerge from the heap of expectations and artificial stuff that's been piled onto you from everywhere and everyone. Okay. Oh yeah, I want to know. No, you don't. Tell you me don't. what. Tell me what I need to know. Every time I start, tell me what they need to go. And I'd be like, I don't want to know none of that. It's Nia's need to know. You won't eat. It's, it's, it's Nia's need to know. Catch it randomly. It's Nia's need to know. Yes, my turn. So this week we got new music. Yay! Who came out? <laughs> Poor thing. Wow. Woo, woo, woo. So we got remix of Say So by um, Doja Cat and uh, Nicki Minaj. Okay. And then, of course, we got the Savage remix <laughs> from Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce, which is amazing. Uh-huh. 
Um, and then there was the cool off challenge. Yes. Missy Elliott's cool off and Sean Bankhead created the choreography for this and everybody's been doing it. Yeah, I saw. It's been fun. It's been a lot of fun watching Yeah, today I watched Tracy May do it. She did a really good job. So we had that. That was like, that was like the highlight of the week. <laughs> in the external. Yes, in, in the terms external. of what happened in the world. Yes, yes. But then the shit. The shit. <laughs> <laughs> we got lots of states reopening all at the same time. Mm. So lots of folks is outside and, you know, getting me. Haircuts? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, just hanging oh, out man. and, you know, Lord just. Exercising their liberties. We just pray for them. We just We just pray for them. Another thing that happened this week is that, you know, Joe Biden has a sexual harassment slash sexual assault accuser named Tara Reed or Alexandra Tara Reed or Reed Tara Alex whatever she be she be flipping and flopping her name like apparently she's changed her name a number of times really yeah so you know there are a lot of people who were really pissed that nobody was paying attention to this and you know you just letting Biden get a free pass and then other people were like no her story sounds kind of stupid you know I don't really think this is worth it so there were both sides and then the then there's the side that's like oh I thought it was supposed to be me too and you gotta believe women and blah 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 Nobody said Me Too means believe everything that every woman ever says. That's not... (laughs) It means that if a woman alleges that something horrible has happened to her, then you take that seriously and you go and help her if she feels like something horrible happened to her. Now, if you can't find evidence of that thing happening to her, then you're kind of... You're kind of shackled by what you can and can't do to help her. And I understand that a lot of times you can't find evidence. So it's a really tricky and difficult situation. And I don't know whether this woman is telling the truth or not. It It's beginning to look a lot like she is not telling the truth. Mm, sad. <laughs> yeah. And so a lot of people are like, oh, sad, sad. you're making it hard yeah you make it work <laughs> for women who actually do have these issues or not issues or women who have been the in experiences these, yeah. yeah have had these experiences and this is why they don't come out because yeah, they are people who are lying yeah if she's lying if she's if she's lying right so but people are like you know he went through a very thorough vetting process before he became barack obama's vice president he was vice president for eight years None of this stuff came up. This woman is alleging sexual. First, she alleged first she alleged mm-hmm. sexual assault and said that she filed a complaint back in '93. Mm. So, if there was any whiff of sexual anything in '90 from '93, it would have come up, or the idea is that it would have come up in his vetting process. The idea become, is that, in theory, right? And so, she said she filed a complaint, mm-hmm. and then Biden mm-hmm. went on Morning Joe, and he was like. You know, I trust women. I believe women. I don't have any recollection of any of this happening. This is this is unfounded. These are unfounded allegations. And if she feels like this happened, then open. I I call for the Senate to open up all of its books and show where she filed this complaint. Mm. So then the next day she goes, okay, well I didn't really file a complaint saying Mm. sexual assault. I said sexual harassment, and then. 
people are like, okay, so now it's not assault. Now so it's harassment. Send that. And then she goes, well, actually, I didn't file an actual complaint. What you? <laughs> so what have you done? Exactly. And what, are you, what are you saying? And now? she was supposed to go on Fox News and do an interview about this, and she canceled that. So oh people, are like, Yo, people are like, people are like, your home. story. First, you said it was her. First, you said it was assault. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah, he yeah, actually grabbed you by the pussy. And then you said, <laughs> then you said, no, it was just harassment that made you feel uncomfortable and you filed a complaint. Now you're yeah, saying you, you actually didn't file any complaint. And now you ain't filed a complaint. And now you don't actually want to talk about it on TV anymore at all. It's like, yeah, why would you come so, out if you wasn't prepared to answer questions? So a lot of people, like I said, I don't know what this woman has been going through. I don't know what she is going through. Maybe she's being paid off from one side or, or another. Threatened. I don't even know yeah, what's yeah, 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 happening. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that that's what's happening in the stratosphere yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people are happy that it's happening now so they can get shot down now so it doesn't come out later and cause this just whiff of smoke happening later on in the election cycle one interesting thing about all of that is that nobody on trump's team or anything has jumped on this to be like yeah look he's got this going on so that also makes it seem fishy hmm. like well, she was also supposed to be on Fox News, so they was probably hoping that that would be the it. No, she was going on Chris Wallace's show, and Chris Wallace is not trying to fuck with Trump. He ain't been trying to fuck with oh. Trump for a while. He's like the only actual good journalist left on the... Ew. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't going on an opinion show. She wasn't going on... Ew. Yeah. Unaware I was. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know what's what. I just know it sounds off. It feels off, and this is coming from somebody who's not a Biden fan. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but everybody around him, people who worked it with him at that time, were like, "I don't remember anything." She had her brother back her up her story, and then her neighbor back up her story, and then both of them recanted since then. So it's like, oh goodness, I don't know, I don't know. They're but I, I'm, nice. I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm They're hoping. Like, we're trying to save us from Trump. Shut it down. <laughs> pay him, pay him, pay him. I'm just hoping that it, it's. I'm just hoping that we have a Democratic president <laughs> in January 2021. That's all I'm actually hoping for. I don't, I'm not attached to Biden. I just. We need to get rid of Trump. That's all. That's all I'm That's the problem. You can put anybody up there now. It's like, yeah. Well, not, not, some people are not saying that, but we're so desperate to be free from the madness mm-hmm. that, yeah, we're almost willing to sacrifice um, some things. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, which is sad. Yeah. So. We live in liberal California. Mm, liberal like, Los Angeles. No, we live in Conservative liberal... Conservative-leaning <laughs> California. No, we live in a deep blue California that has pockets of also deep red. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, heavy. Live. Yeah. The state is not turning red or even purple anytime soon, but there are still pockets of deep red places here and one of such places is orange county and so they are losing their shit right now because governor newsom because <laughs> they can't go to the beach they can't go to the beach <laughs> governor newsom closed the beaches and so you have people outside you have people outside talking about their freedoms being taken away because they cannot go to the beach Mm -hmm. they are likening it to nazi germany they are likening it Mm -hmm. to slavery Mm -hmm. talking about how they're being oppressed oppressed Mm -hmm. and not and being forced to stay in their Mm -hmm. homes now if you 
if I'm not mistaken, slavery was. If I'm not mistaken, she says. <laughs> I'm going to steal you from your homeland, bring you across the ocean, and then force you to work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay? It's not. Please stay home so we do not spread an illness. Mm-hmm. So please don't hang out at the beach right now. No, it's no. not even a it's no. not even a you can't ever go to the beach again. It's no. hey. So yo, kick back for a minute. The beaches are closed for a little while. A little while. You don't think it's oppression when they say drive 45 miles an hour on this road. What about when the stores close? They supposed to be open all the all time. The time. <laughs> You're infringing on my right to shop. You're fascist best. Anyway, it could be fascism. It could be the long haul. But this is not it. And the, what they're choosing to op- to express is not the thing. Y'all bugging. Give it another few months. And if it gets worse, then you could talk some shit. Listen, the, the problem is, you know, the problem, the problem is that two things. The government is not doing a good job of saying why people need to stay home. People no, think exactly. they need to stay home. Because, so they stay alive. Yeah, so they, they don't stay understand alive. that they... And they get yeah, that's not the truth. That's not the case. The point of you staying home is so that we all don't get sick at the same time. And overwhelm and, the healthcare system. Right. And, and infect more doctors and nurses right. so that they won't be able to treat people as they come in. That would be catastrophic it's not saying that you won't get sick it's not saying that most of us aren't already asymptomatic carriers it's just saying let's slow Mm -hmm. the spread let's blunt (laughs) the impact yeah let's slow it down it's not saying we're going to avoid getting sick no we're going to slow it down and the point of slowing it down not to overwhelm the medical system to give doctors and epidemiologists and biochemists and all that give those people time to find a treatment to understand what this virus is doing why it's doing it to certain people and not other people and find a treatment for it and then to give people the time to create and test and vet a vaccine for it like you need the treatment and the vaccine some people are not i don't intend on running out and getting the vaccine but i would like to know that there is a treatment If I get very, very ill, you know, and I can't handle it at home, like just like with the flu, like I, I know that, yes, my body's going to fight off the flu. But if I get very, very ill with the flu, Mm -hmm. I want to know that I can go to the hospital and that they have a treatment plan for me, (laughs) you know. So and I don't think the government is doing a good enough job explaining that. You mean the federal government? Well, yeah. Yeah, because a lot of people don't. Well, actually, it's, I don't know. Well, I'm sure the communication's been off because we, you know, e- even if they were, people aren't paying attention either. Like, so Governor Newsom and what's his name, Cuomo, have been most on our radar because we live in California and family in New York. Yeah. I don't know what the other governors are saying. I don't know how they're saying it. And so Newsom's been real good about the way he articulates the uh, the expectations behind the decisions that were made and so we're gonna do this for this long and this is why so i'm explaining to you why i gotta get to get y'all to stop mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i don't want to have to enforce martial law yes i could and they asked in the beginning they asked them that tons of times mm-hmm. well wouldn't it be easier to just yes but we don't want to do that mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. least that's what they said right so i don't know how other people explain it and then the fool in the national level they all you know He's all dismissing people and hiring new people and they don't know what to do and they're looking at him like the doctor with the bleach injection. (laughs) So, like, y'all saw a meme 
I saw me another day talking about Trump, Pence. Y'all drank the punk, the Kool Aid in 2016, not drink the bleach. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's cold. Yeah. So, you know, these as much as we feel like we're all one, we're all one people. We're all Americans, and we all have certain things that are you know, the same and relatable, it's really, really hard to relate to people who think that being told that you need to stay home to, to slow down the spread of a potentially deadly virus, that that I have something in common with them thinking that that is slavery. I just... That's how you know we live in different dimensions. Like, this planet is an experiment. (laughs) Because those human beings are coming from... Very different ways there of was, thinking. There was a picture on Instagram today talking about there was a picture side by side, one of a park in Harlem, which had nobody in it, and one of a park in in um West Village that had a bunch of hippie ass white folks in it. And it said, Guess which park the police are patrolling? Of course. I've seen so many videos of other people gathering and the police being gentle to them. Yeah. No, that that that, that is my oppression. Mm-hmm. My oppression is <laughs> even if I were to go to my local park in my local in my black neighborhood, it is much more policed than your white park by design. By design. And then when they do show up, they're not treating you the same right. way. When when if I go to up. protest at the state capitol, they got riot gear. They have riot gear. When you go to protest at a at the state capitol, you have your guns. Mm-hmm. The police are standing in a line with their masks on. Shaking and they're hands. just yelling in people, yelling in their faces. All of a sudden, blue lives don't matter because mm-hmm. you're yelling and spreading your germs mm-hmm. in the police's faces. Mm-hmm. And they're just there like, you know, chill out, guys. Yeah, please. So, anyway, so we saw this cool, this funny thing on Instagram. and play it. Bro, Earth is so ghetto. Tell me why I drove past on my way to Pluto, and I was like, you know what, let me stop through there and abduct a few motherfuckers. Um, but I couldn't, because wasn't nobody on the streets. And I was like, this is weird. You know the motherfuckers love to be on the streets and outside driving their cars and, and buses and the littering in their oceans, destroying their damn planet. So I got a little closer, and I saw face masks and bitches coughing they got some shit going around called COVID-19 planet's still overheating ice caps still melting forest fires tornadoes hurricanes every two days earth stank I drove away so quick (laughs) so for this week's send off I'm saying earth stank you got all that stuff that he just listed plus white folks with guns trying to shoot a damn virus and injecting bleach and you got freaking stupid ass in the white house and all his lackeys just slobbing on his balls and you got oh my god people outside (laughs) people outside in restaurants and barbershops and talking about i need to get my hair done like this is what you have okay so that's why I made and, and am making my house into a wonderful oasis, okay? <laughs> because right now, Earth stank, and I'm trying to make sure I don't, okay? So that's a send-off. Earth stank right now. <laughs> make sure you don't, okay? I know we ain't all showering every day because we ain't going nowhere. That's fine. Every other day, you know, and just, you know, do the main areas every day. But Oh, my goodness. <laughs> 
get you some plants, get you some crystals, get you some herbs and some oils. If and you some, have the means to do these things. prayer. You got the means to say prayers and affirmations and all that Hell stuff. Yeah, you like, do. You have, the, you have the power to switch the damn TV off yes. and stop looking at yes. these you can, you can Confederate order books online flag you waving to. MAGA hat you can read wearing, about things just, that you ain't never read about. You ain't got to look at that shit on the TV because Earth stank and every time you turn it on it's just some stank ass shit going there. And you know what? They just told us that UFOs was real. It kind of slid under the radar. Yeah. yeah so yeah. They, they said UFOs. This motherfucker actually was here. Unidentified <laughs> aerial phenomenon. That motherfucker was here riding past Earth on his way to Pluto and was <laughs> so like Earth <laughs> <laughs> y'all make sure y'all not stank that's all mm, mm, mm. <laughs> spark it up spark it up yeah thanks for checking us out remember to follow us on instagram at the black spark podcast and if you like what you hear leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening